Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks the simple question. When you thought, hey, you know what would placate this angry sex crazed mob? My two kids? What the hell were you thinking? This is the Saturday, May 29th, Searching for My Lost Pillar of Salt edition, where we talk about the uh, sad tale of the big little family from Arkansas and the whole idea of sacrificing your kids for faith and fame. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you tonight by Jebediah's Gamora Grill, serving seven different flavors of margaritas, sin slammers, and all the salts you can rub. Located on Old Sodom Road next to Obadiah's House of Lust and Sin, come for the icy cool tequila goodness before the brimstone heats up. If you would like to sponsor the show, stop by... No, seriously, stop. Stop. You're having way too many margaritas. They're not good for you, Jimmy Buffett. Mario, and you're here for another edition of Vigilant Manhood and Relationships 101. In today's video, we're going to be dealing with an absolutely important topic, that is, sexual sin in the life of a believer, specifically, sexual immorality and sex before marriage. So, why do I need to make this video? Well, we as Christians, we need to strive to eliminate all the sin that's in our lives. God gave us commandments, and because we love Him, we seek to obey Him. And also, sin brings destruction in our lives. God has a plan for us, but Satan wants to destroy that plan. He destroys, he kills, and he steals the very plan in life that God is trying to bring into your life. And sexual sin is one of his most powerful weapons. There are not a lot of people as utterly and instantly hated as a child of a Lester. I mean, I guess people who talk way too loud on their cell phones, on public transportation, come close, but really, I think your prize is just always going to go to the pedophile. This is why the revelation that noted anti-gay activist and over-the-top Christian nutjob Josh Duggar's teenage activities with little girls sent a conflicted thrill of schadenfreunde through the zeitgeist. Jesus, that's a lot of German for one sentence. One of the, one of the, on the one hand, here is this uber-Christian douchebag caught messing around with little girls, and on the other, he was a kid when he did it. And there's nothing funny about child molesting. I mean, I'm not going to make any jokes, not going to tell any clever anecdotes. Any other times that I would say, oh, there's nothing funny about this, and then I would say five funny things, we're just not doing that. What I'm going to do is ask a question, though, because that's what this whole podcast is about. Is it even surprising that this kid did what he did? I mean, how fucked up is this family in the first place with their quiverful philosophy and the perpetually pregnant wife? No woman should ever be forced to endure 
20 pregnancies. I think it's around 20. I mean, they don't do that in a goddamn puppy mill. So how is this okay for a human being? Really, I don't even think the kid is actually what we would contemporarily term a pedophile. I think he was raised by fucked up Christian parents who demonized sex so much that he was terrified to ask about it, much less express the natural urges that come up in puberty. So he acted out on the only females he had access to. The result was a ghastly situation, but not one that should surprise anyone. And why do I think that this kid might be a victim of his upbringing? Why do I almost sort of kind of defend him? Because I kind of grew up in the same situation. And had my parents been batshit fucking crazy like this kid's are, I might have done the same thing too. And don't get me wrong, there should be consequences for what happened. And man, do all of these people need serious therapy. But crucifying this kid for what happened, it's just not the right thing to do. I mean, even if he grew up to be a hypocritical douchebag, so long as the behavior is not continuing, let's just put this down to a sad, sad situation where sorry seems to be the hardest word. What I am going to fire up on is the parents and the people who covered this up, the network that promoted this travesty, and the politicians who continued to cling to this reprehensible family as though they were paragons of Christian virtue in a godless world. You know, Mike Huckabee, just because incest was in the Bible, that doesn't make it godly. So let's sit down together, unpack this FedEx Express shipment of shit, and see if we can't find a pony inside. Starting with the caveat that I've never watched a second of this show, and I never will, not even for what I laughingly call research, this is what I know. In 2008, TLC, nay, the Learning Channel, noted purveyor of reality show Smut, premiered a little show called Seventeen Kids and Counting. Just for your information, the litter is now a 19. Framed around a family... Who really put the Bronze Age in their Bronze Age religion? Based in, and where else would it be, a small Arkansas town, the show featured the Duggar family, who espoused such tenets of the faith as female obedience and subservience to men, and not in the dog collar and latex way, which would be just fine, but the walk five steps behind and perpetually pregnant manner. These people's brand of fundamentalism makes ISIS look progressive and forward-thinking, I mean, I know from Jesus freaks. Trust me, I do. But the Duggars are pure, uncut bullshit off their meds and need to be confined for their own safety fucking crazy. Just give me a second here, because I'm going to cherry pick, admittedly, from their homeschool curricula. A homeschool whose creator, which should not surprise anyone, was, what? taken down by a sex scandal in the 80s. The curriculum, which just randomly comes from, oh, what the hell, let's just say, sex education. Doctors have discovered that the seed of the man is an alien substance to the woman. It triggers responses similar to those of an allergic reaction. A woman who has a husband is able to develop an immunity However, a promiscuous woman's immune system becomes confused and unable to distinguish alien substances. This confusion is key to the development of cancer. 
breaking off to go on to an even another, more, more ironic thing. Thus a father who lust with his eyes will cause his children to have greater temptation in this area, until he confesses his past sins, and prays a daily hedge around his children. Seriously, what sort of lust is going on in Jim Bob Duggar? Jesus Christ, that is actually his name, people. What sort of thing is going on in that is creating a pedophile amongst his children? I don't even... Somewhere there's a deeper, darker secret going here, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Reading through some of the... <clears throat> thinking espoused by the Duggars and their little blood cult, it's not hard to see where the crossed wires might lead a pubescent boy to act very inappropriately. I mean, shit, consider how fucked up the average horny teenage boy is, and realize this kid's had it even worse than that. And hey, by the way, Jim Bob, Jim Bob, when you were running for the Senate, because of course you were running for the Senate, part of your platform called for the ex execution, execution of incestuous and the rapist. And probably the gays, I mean, it didn't say it right there, but we just pretty much assume that you meant that. So clearly you've got a defined philosophy on um and I can only guess that it probably involves, you know, stoning in the village square. Mathias, son of Deuteronomy of Gath? Well, I say yes. 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 You have been found guilty by the elders of the town of uttering the name of our Lord. And so as a blasphemer you are to be stoned to death. Look, I'd had a lovely supper, and all I said to my wife was, that piece of halibut was good enough for Jehovah. Blasphemy! Oh, he said it again. <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> are there any women here today? Very well. Still, it's not like nothing was done when the dirty secret came out about the dirty secrets. Jim Bog took his wayward boy to speak with someone. Not a therapist or a doctor or a social worker, because God forbid the government get their dirty hands on your kid's head, right? But he did go to a cop, an Arkansas state trooper by the name of Josh Hutchins, a close family friend who gave the boy, and I'm quoting here, a stern talk. I have been the recipient of many a stern talk. And I really don't think they do all that much, because if they did, I would be a teetotaling, fundamentalist Christian with three kids, all of whom I was raising in the faith. And I think it's fairly safe to say to anyone who's listening to this podcast or any of the others that I'm not. Still, a stern talking to by a cop sounds almost like doing something. Oh, did I mention the cop who gave the stern talk is currently serving a sentence for child porn? I probably should have said something about that right up at the beginning there because it's sort of relative to the conversation. All I can say is that the stern talk probably consisted of... Were there pictures? Jesus Christ. I mean, if ever there was a chance, which there wasn't, for something to be done, but come on, you take your kid who has just felt up little girls to a pedophile himself to talk about pedophilia? What the fuck? Stern talks by pedophiles aside, 
the eldest Duggar boy did receive a punishment for his sins, he was sent to work on a home remodeling project. You know, when I think about how much I hate trying to build things, maybe the punishment punishment fits the crime? I don't know. No, that's bullshit. I mean, what the fuck? Seriously, you get shipped over to put up a little drywall and tote some two-by-fours on the weekends? What does Bob Vila think about this? Could we get Tim Allen to weigh in on this punishment? How the hell is that a punishment for, for messing with little girls? You know, when I think about all the times my dad made me do things like manual labor as a punishment or for my own good or just because he really didn't fucking want to mow the lawn anymore, and I think, wow, this kid got that for diddling his sister. I'm not really sure I'm seeing the equality and the punishment there, but hey, maybe my parents didn't believe in Jesus enough. And speaking of Jesus, the right wing is turning out in droves to defend the Duggars. Well, droves might not be the right word because now there's a lot of backpedaling going on. But in the professional political set and the rage machine on the interwebs, Mike Huckabee, the perennial demi-candidate for president, former Arkansas governor, minister, Fox News, vapor lock, and bass player, has no problem standing up for the Duggars and they're sheltering their child, child molester. Huck goes a long way back for the, with the Duggars, and the Duggars love Huck. So when Joss's, how did he phrase it, terrible mistake and confessed sin came to light, he had no problem standing beside them, because Huck knows that God forgives sinners when they confess, and then ask forgiveness, and do some light remodeling. I mean, after all, Judas helped the Lord clean out his garage that Sunday, and everything was totally cool about the whole crucifixion thing. Or maybe they're just teaching that at the Duggars' vacation Bible camp. I don't really want to know either way. Nor was Huckabee the only right-winger who vigorously jumped to defend the good Christian folk, steadfast in their belief that anything might be forgiven so long as you agree with their politics and are quick to point out a liberal icon like Lena Dunham. Really? Do you guys actually think that we are looking at Lena Dunham as some sort of liberal icon that we're setting in our little proletariat meetings and look at each other and go, you know, I was talking with Lena the other day uh, and we were discussing uh, fiscal policy vis-a-vis social equality. And she said, yeah, we really don't do that. They say this because Lena wrote in a book that... Once, she saw her sister's vagina while they were playing doctor. What they sort of leave out is that she was seven and her sister was four, which is totally the same thing as a 14-year-old boy creeping on his sleeping sisters or a little girl in church. This is actually the things that they are saying in the intellectual wasteland of despair, or what I like to call Twitter. And hey, I'm not giving my side of the aisle a free pass either, because... If the liberals are using this as a talking point and rabble-rouser, just like the Christian right shrills on how it's just a little sin and he's feels, if you feel sorry. If you're trying to make political points on the backs of little girls molested by teenage boys and their emotional scars and the trauma that aren't going to go away, you're just as bad. We can't use them for political points either. Liberals don't own right and wrong. And the blurring of the lines of punditry 
to demonstrate the hypocrisy of the right on the literal flesh of people isn't something we should be doing. Not to mention the underlying truth that this teenage boy was or is emotionally damaged himself, and the people he turned to for help were the worst choices out there. His deranged father with a philosophy so brutally archaic, the Dark Ages actually called up on the phone and said, Dude, would you please stop comparing us to that because we were so much more progressive than that. Oh my god. And then he goes to a child porn fapping state trooper. I would be deeply shocked to find out that Joss Duggar isn't still fucked up and still trying to struggle with impure thoughts. So let's take the kids out of this and talk about the adults, the mindset that breeds the monsters. This is the problem with people and their literal interpretations of the Bible. They read that God called Abraham to sacrifice his son to prove his faith, and apparently they think God, if there is one, is still doing that with the Duggars because they laid their children on the altar of their faith, and this time God didn't shout, I can't believe you fell for the oldest trick in the book! What a goof! What's with you, man? Come on! You know what? Here, let me give it back to you. Oh! Oh, look at that! You fell for that, too! I can't believe it, man! So, Lone Star, now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. The twisted faith and political ambitions of the father is being repaid sevenfold on the children of this horrible, sad family. The private misery of these people is displayed for the drooling mouth-breathers of America to watch on television so that they might feel better about themselves or worse yet identify with them. And then to have the darkest of their private sins spewed across the public airwaves and podcast for some jackass like me to display. And hey, I consider myself one of those people with slightly good intentions. If this is the price you pay for your faith, then maybe you should look into Scientology. At least they just want your money. No, wait, they actually want your children to... Fuck, just keep your kids away from religion until they're old enough to figure this out for yourself. I mean, you're better off walking away from your faith. And maybe you look back and the worst that can conceivably happen is you get turned into a pillar of salt in the desert. And if that happens, hey, margarita salt for everyone. Come on, kids, just rub your glass against your mom. We'll <laughs> get you strawberry margaritas. They'll be fantastic. That's it for the show again this week. Our music, as always, is by the band Hypnostate. Find their music on jamendo.com. Thanks to you guys, as always. I hope that some small way I get you guys promoted with the eight or nine listeners that I have. As you hear right now, our closing music is by Jimmy Buffett, and he's wasting away again in Margaritaville. And some people might think that this might be in bad taste, but when you think about it, I'm not entirely sure there's ever a time when a Jimmy Buffett song is in good taste. Um, our show, you can find us on iTunes. I assume you found us on iTunes. It's the only place that we seem to be so far. Stitcher apparently thinks we suck. And they're probably right. Uh, so, they're on iTunes. You can rate us. You can review us. You can tell us how badly we suck. Or just give me an emoji finger, because you can apparently do that now. Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Catch all of our shows on whatthehellpodcast.com. But until then, thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to raise normal, healthy kids, keep them away from anyone who thinks their faith is more important than them 
just being kids. Don't know the reason. Stayed here all season. Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo. But it's a real beauty. A Mexican cutie. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.